Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 911 of the Juicebox Podcast. On this episode of the podcast, I'll be speaking with Michaela. She's a 22-year-old type 1 who has a seizure disorder and lupus. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. I got some stuff for you here. You can save 10% off your first month of therapy when you go to BetterHelp dot com forward slash juice box. How'd you like to save 35% off of pajamas, bedding, towels, and so much more? You can at cozyearth.com. Just use the offer code juice box at checkout to save 35%. Their stuff is soft. It is quality and you will love it. Cozyearth.com. Use the offer code juice box at checkout. If you're looking for community around diabetes, check us out on Facebook. Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes is a private Facebook group with almost 40,000 members in it. There's 110 posts a day, someone there 24-7. If you're looking for community and support, that's the place. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by AG1 from Athletic Greens. I drink AG1 every morning, and you can too. Athleticgreens.com forward slash juice box. With your first order, you'll get five free travel packs and a year's supply of vitamin D when you use my link, athleticgreens.com forward slash juice box. And if you're already an AG1 drinker, no shame in the game if you switch over to me. You know what I'm saying? If you're getting it through another link, get it through Scotty's link. Athleticgreens.com forward slash juice box. On September 16th, the Touched by Type 1 annual conference is happening in Orlando, Florida. You can go to the website right now. You click on programs, go to it. It says, where can I see a list of speakers and sessions? It says, we are finalizing this list. Check back in a couple of weeks to view the complete list of speakers and sessions. Here's what I know. I'm going to be there. And I think some other people you like are going to be there too. I don't think I'm supposed to say their names, but I mean Jenny. Touchedbytype1.org. Check it out. Would you head over there? My name is Michaela. I'm 22 years old and obviously I'm type 1 diabetic and I've been diabetic for 15 years now. Wow. That's seven years old when you were diagnosed? Yes, I was seven. You impressed at all with how quickly I did that? (laughs) I am. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're quick with math. It's my goal to impress people who are bad at math with my math skills. <laughs> you impress me because I'm not good at math at all. So <laughs> I could tell because you just take the 20 and you subtract the 15, right? And then you're left with yeah. five and you add two and you have seven. It's pretty quick. Perfect. Really quick. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So do you have any brothers or sisters? I do. I actually have a really big family. Um, I'm the youngest of seven kids. So so I have four older sisters and two older brothers. And then I have three brother-in-laws now. And uh, four, wait, how many? I have one niece and three nephews. Wow. And two more on the way. And they're, Jesus, are there siblings younger than you? There are, right? Um, No, I'm the youngest. You are the youngest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look at there, my math fell apart in two seconds. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. Uh, your parents, like, 
is this a is it a mixed family or are these the same parents of all seven kids? No, same parents and no twins at all. Wow, Michaela, is this a religious thing? There's a lot of that's no, a lot. No. It's not. My parents just wanted a big family. They're like the more the merrier, so Well, they got one. Seven kids was the best for them. <laughs> what does your dad sleep like three hours a day and your mom has four, <laughs> fourteen part time jobs? <clears throat> We're all older now, but yeah. Yeah, I would imagine, right? He was probably the guy who like came in the house at like eight o'clock and you're like, there's that guy that slaps mom on the butt. And then because <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming I'm assuming, Michaela, he had to keep it hot to make seven kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you don't, don't think about it. Don't think about it at all. It, it'll just yeah, no. it'll just make, it'll just make you upset. Um, so you're you're seven when you're diagnosed. You're the youngest mm-hmm. kid. Um, are some of your siblings so old that they were out of the house by the time you got diabetes? Um, yes. Okay. In college. So I think when I was diagnosed, there was uh, five of us in the house. Wow. What did, mm-hmm. Who took care of you mainly? My mom and my dad mostly. My mom, because she was home with me and um, our schools were pretty nearby. So she was always the one like coming to school and giving me shots before the nurses were allowed to do that. Or the school nurses, but mostly my mom. But I had a really good support system with like my whole family. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's nice. Well, um, were you born in two thousand? I was. There you go with your math again. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hold on. That's not. Don't give me credit for that. It's my my son was born in two thousand. Really? Yeah. And it's the greatest thing because it's. I always know how old he is by the year. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to. It's really convenient. It is insanely convenient, actually. <laughs> so, um, and and that's what made me think that. So, so you were born in 2000. You were diagnosed in 2007. And mm-hmm. still the people at your school wouldn't help right away? Or how did that go? I, I think, like, right away since I was in second grade, my school was pretty small. It was only second and third grade in the school. And I think I was actually the only diabetic. There might have been one other kid but it was pretty new I think to my school nurse I mean she was like amazing but at first it definitely was a lot of my mom coming in and working with the nurse and working out schedules but eventually my nurse was giving me shots it just took like a little bit of an adjustment period I see okay so your mom didn't do it forever she just did it in the beginning Mm -mm. yeah just to start off were you just literally just had needles at that point yes I was I was shot for seven years Okay. Uh, any mm-hmm. any CGM or anything like that in those first seven years? I got my CGM. I got the G4 right when it came out. So I think that was, I don't know, like 2013 or 2014. Okay. Was it really that? So, is that your first one, 2013? Um, The first one I got was the Dexcom G4 right when it came out. So I, I think that was 2014. Okay. And like right in my eighth grade. So I think it was like 2013, 2014-ish. I see. And were you? have you been using some sort of a CGM since then? Yeah, I've been sticking with the Dexcom. Okay. All right. So are you up to the G6 at this point? I am. Gotcha. All right. Okay. So what was it? Hmm, I have a question, but I'm not sure what it is yet. <laughs> I'm still learning about you. I feel like I need to know one more thing about you before I can ask my question. Um, <laughs> So did you play sports in school? I did play sports um, basically my whole life. What did you play? 
when I was younger, I think my parents signed me up for every single sport there was. Um, I played like community soccer when I was younger, but um, and I was saying the other day, I think I've played every sport besides basketball and volleyball. Hmm. But I stuck with lacrosse and then um, played that through like my childhood and high school, and then started field hockey in high school. So I played field hockey for four years. Lacrosse. But I also did, like track in um, middle school. So. Okay. I like running. <laughs> okay. Uh, look, yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to if you're doing that stuff. Lacrosse, <laughs> lacrosse is the long tennis racket with a little net at the end, right? It is. Yeah. And yeah. Then the perfect fi- description. Field hockey is the one where they make the the stick too short, so you have to bend over the whole time. Yep. <laughs> right, I know what they are. Okay. Did you end up going to college? I did go to college. You just graduated, right? I did. Yeah, I was. It's so nostalgic. Like I was so excited to graduate, but I now I'm home and I miss it so much. <laughs> what What was your major? Um, I majored in linguistics for speech pathology. Wow. Do you have any any leads for jobs yet? Well, I have to go to grad school, so I decided to take this fall semester off and then start grad school in the winter. Oh. So I'm doing applications for that now, but. Unfortunately, I like can't get any job until I have my master's, but I've definitely been like doing shadowing and things like that just to get experience mm-hmm. and I really love it. So I wanted to make sure I really, really loved it before I committed to going to grad school. Well, that's, that's, that's incredibly, no, that's very smart. So is this a year or two years of grad school to get through? Um, two years. Okay. All right. So do you have, do you have schools in mind and you just have to apply or- are you just hoping I'm one of them still, takes like, you? Weighing it all out, I personally like the way I learn. I really love the online schooling and like remote learning. So I'm looking into a lot of those programs, but I'm definitely not like not considering um, in person because in person like classes is nice as well. But it's just more finding a school that would start in the winter that is like the right fit for me. So I'm looking at a whole bunch of different schools. Just hopefully getting into that. <laughs> Can you tell me more about why you prefer online versus in person? Um, I like online just because I like being able to like go back and rewatch lectures and like pause them and take notes. And in like class, um, I did get like accommodations for that when I was in college. Like I was able to like record lectures if I wanted to. But I think having like the Zoom and like watching it and then the recording of it going back and like going to special points that I was like confused that I really liked that part of it and I also now that I'm like older I like being able to if it's like online live wherever I want because like my friends are getting jobs now so like who don't have to go to grad school so if they're like moving out in two years then like I could live with my friends if I wanted to and I'm not really like tied down to wherever my university is I that I would go to yeah that makes sense um mm-hmm. Is your mom and dad, they're like, you got to get out of here? Or did they still have other kids living with them? Um, I'm the only one right now, and they're totally fine with it. I think they love it. <laughs> At least I hope so. They make it seem like they do. So if they're faking, they're doing a great job. But I think they actually do like me being here. <laughs> I bet you they do. Cole's home. Yeah. My, my son is home, and I, I think it's terrific. I really love it. it yeah. It's actually interesting that Arden left for college last week, and it – it gives Cole the ability to be like the only child for a while. Like Arden got to do that while Cole was in college mm-hmm. and now he's getting to do it. And you have a different, I don't know, like it's not a relationship. The relationship's the same, but the, your ability to spend time with people and 
and mm-hmm. it, it, it changes, you know, because you're not splitting, yeah. splitting your time between a bunch of people. Like the, I'm going to tell you right now, Michaela, the thing I love the best about Arden not being here is she's such an indecisive eater. So like, <laughs> really? yeah, she comes into the room and she's just like, I'm hungry. And it's very like, I'm hungry. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. What do you want? You? I don't know. <laughs> and then, and then she just <laughs> lays in a pile. Like it's a, like a 1950s, like black and white movie. And, and you know, she just <laughs> lays there. And I'm, I'm like, well, you have to, why don't you eat something? I don't know what I want. What do we have? And now, and then you, then you stand in the kitchen going, well, we have, and you start listing everything. Like you just open the refrigerator, list it all. No, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you don't know what you want, but you want something, but nothing sounds good. <laughs> 45 minutes later, she's just like, forget it. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> it's like, aren't you still hungry? <laughs> yeah, you're still, I'm so hungry. We don't have anything. I was like, I, I've been listing things for 20 minutes. It's not possible that you don't think we ha- don't have anything, you know? So yeah. um, I, I, I can't, I'm, I'm so happy she's not here because of that one thing. Other than that, I really miss her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I can see when she boluses on Night Scout, and uh, truth is, she's eating on a very like like she apparently can figure out what to eat when she's by herself, just not when I'm there. So anyway, that, that, <laughs> as long as there's no influence, she can figure it out. Yeah. She's like, I'll choose what I want. <laughs> I, I I'll never understand it completely. Like like, <laughs> like you know, she'll eventually eat something and be like, oh, this isn't what I want. <laughs> like okay, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know about you, Michaela, but I grew up in the 70s. It's a time a long time ago. And my mom would take a piece of paper and write Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then she'd write a food underneath of it that we could afford, not even like, you know, anything people wanted. And she cooked that schedule every week. And then as I got older, she got lazy and stopped moving them around. So it was just like Thursday we had chicken and that was it. You know what I mean? Yeah. She couldn't even like put chicken on Monday just to be exciting. So anyway, um, all right, so you're living <laughs> the at home. The schedule is probably nice. <laughs> I mean, I'm Knowing sure. what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, see, like, oh, it's interesting. You would like that, huh? I think so. But then also, like, last minute, I might see something and be like, ooh, actually, I don't think I want that. And mm-hmm. then it's like, well, it's already right there, so I guess I have to eat it. <laughs> I have a question about you getting an accommodation at college. Like, did do you have a – a diagnosed issue that you were able to point to, or was it as easy as telling the college, look, this just works better for the, for me. Can I do it like this? So I um, also have epilepsy and I've had, I think seven seizures and most of them I've been like standing and then I'll fall and hit my head. So I've had a lot of concussions. So I really like struggled with, it's called post concussions, concussion syndrome. It's basically just like prolonged headaches and like makes you like really tired and sometimes hard to focus i also am like a little bit like add so so that was enough to get you yeah they were really good about working with me and like giving me my options and asking me what i wanted which i thought was really nice instead of having like one like uniform accommodations that everybody gets so that was really nice i also got like the eating in class and things like that and if my phone goes off for my Dexcom obviously like professors don't really get mad about phones a lot like a lot of them don't but like if my phone's going off I liked my professors knowing that like it wasn't my friend calling me like my blood sugar's high or like my blood sugar's low right but yeah it was really nice that my school was so flexible with me it is it's um 
Arden's school was incredible. They had a meeting in the summertime before she left, and the the person just was like, "Hey, just explain my your life to me." And we mm-hmm. talked talked about it, and you know, said, "Look, there's we know there are things we could ask for here, but the, the truth is they're not necessary. So we're not mm-hmm. gonna we're not gonna burden you with like everything we would make everything perfect." Just, you know, is there a possibility because Arden's school is spread out over a city? Like, mm-hmm. can we leave some supplies in a couple of buildings? Just so mm, she that's really smart. Yeah, just so she doesn't get, you know, 20 minutes by bus away from where she's living and suddenly have to run home. Like, you know, can we have yeah. a, can we have a tiny refrigerator in her room? We got one of those little um I don't know if you've ever seen them, like medicine refrigerators. They look like they would hold two cans of Coke, maybe. And um, yeah, <laughs> so she can keep her insulin there just in case like her roommates don't, you know what I mean? Like we didn't want to put the insulin where everybody mm-hmm. was constantly moving around it. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they want to keep terrific. it safe. Yeah, they were really great. So tell me a little bit about the other things that are going on with you. So epilepsy, is that a seizure disorder that you've had your whole life or did it develop um, at a certain time? So it is a seizure disorder. I got diagnosed with it in 2015, but um, by that that year, I've already had um, two seizures before that. And it's actually really like the Dexcom, we were so grateful for it. Because um, for a while, like I had two seizures, one, like within the year I was diagnosed, and then another one in um, seventh grade. And when I went to the hospital, they my mom was saying, like, I don't think that this is diabetes related. And of course, like their first thing is like, oh, her blood sugar was low. And then we would be like, okay, well, I checked my blood sugar right after and it's perfect. And then we would usually get the response like, oh, um, during like that state, her body will naturally like bring the blood sugar back up. And we always were like a little bit leery about it, but I only had the two seizures by that point. And then the one um, in 2015, that summer, I had three, but the first one I had my Dexcom. So we finally were like, here's the proof. Like my blood sugar wasn't low. My blood sugar was fine. Yeah. And then they did like more in-depth testing and like EEGs. And so like, I guess like watching my brain activity and things like that. And then they found that it was irregular. And then I've been on medicine for it since 2015. Um, but I've had a couple more because there are like some factors, like if I'm like super tired, things like that. And like, if I'm sick um, and I guess the blood sugar could play a role in it. I guess if my blood sugar is like really low, I could have a seizure, but I think that like, that's a risk that a lot of people have, but um yeah, so I've had I had my last one was in May of 2021 and it was because I was um I had finals and I was not being responsible as I should have been and not sleeping as much. So mm-hmm. I was not I was pretty sleep deprived, so that's why I had that one, but it's been nice that every time I have one we're able to like attribute it to like why it happened. It's not like what happened there. It's like, "Oh, she was super tired, that's why it happened." Mm-hmm. But well, I have a yeah, let me ask it's you a couple a- questions. Sure. Okay. So from the time you had your first seizure until somebody agreed that it wasn't diabetes related, how long was that? Um, I had one in 2008 and then another in 2013. Um, so I guess there was two. So you had 2008, 2013, then you finally got meds in 2015. So sometime between... 2013 and 2015 you were able to explain to somebody this wasn't diabetes Mm -hmm. so i had one um in the spring of 2015 and then that's when we were like look at my dexcom my dexcom is showing that my blood sugar was fine 
And it, the doctors at that point were like shocked. They're like, this Dexcom is so cool. I'm like, this Dexcom just saved my life because I wouldn't be on medication. Yeah. Se- seven years, Michaela. Mm-hmm. That's seven years for you to be able to talk somebody into it. And you're only having them, I don't want to say only, but they're pretty, like 2008, 2013, it's five years. And then it takes mm-hmm. two more years to have another one. Then you get the medication. Do you think the medication's helping? Because it was, was it six years till your next one in 2021? Um, I think it was helping. So I had two more um, in the summer of 2015. And that was because um, one of the medications I'm on, it's you have to work up in it in like small doses. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't on, they said like a therapeutic level yet. So I just, I couldn't have, I would break out in like a rash or something if I took too much of it. So I was still working up on the medication. So that's why I had two more and they actually were the same day. And then Christmas of 2017, um, I had another one. And then May of 2021. So I want to ask, so, ask you a question that's mm-hmm. kind of fresh in my mind, because while we're recording this in September, yours, this won't come out for a while. But mm-hmm. tomorrow, believe it or not, the next episode of the podcast with Arden is coming out. And, oh, really? That's so sweet. Yeah, and in, in that episode, we sit down the night before she goes to college, and we just record late at night before we go, and I really thought we were going to just talk about management. Like, I, I wanted to go over all the management stuff with her one more time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, it'll be interesting for people to hear the things that I've talked to her about. And, of course, Arden's personality just does not allow for that. She doesn't want to hear about it that way, and <laughs> and in two seconds, we dera- the conversation derails and uh-huh. she brings up that she had a seizure after her senior prom. Oh, really? Yeah, but it was it was blood sugar related. Mm-hmm. And so she goes, she she explains the whole thing, you know, how it happened and, and everything. We tell the whole story. But, you know, she was talking about, she was talking about, it felt like she was jumping. And then she explained what that was. And she said that there were other people in the room. So when... Her, when she, like, I guess her brain took a picture of what she was seeing. Like, for instance, her friend would be across the room in the corner. But the mm-hmm. next time she was aware of anything, the friend was 10 or 12 feet closer to her. And she said it. Oh, wow. And she talked about it jumping. And I was just wondering what a seizure feels like for you. So mine, I actually, like, don't remember anything. I remember, like, the moment up to it and then waking up and it's usually like paramedics that's like the first like vision or whatever I have when I wake up but it's crazy because um I've had seizures usually there's other people in the room besides one of them I was like upstairs and my brother and my mom heard it but um I the one I had on Christmas my whole family was in the room like my siblings and they said that like I remember putting I was under a blanket and then they said like once I was under the blanket that's when it happened so it's like kind of crazy to think about up to the moment and then it's basically like I black out and then wake up. And do you have any deficits when you wake up or are you just like back on you're like, Hey, I'm here. Um, I'm usually, it takes me a little bit to like figure out what happened. Um, there's, this is, I try to be a very nice person. There's been a couple times I was a little bit like, <laughs> like I remember this is kind of funny, but I, my driveway goes in front of my house. So I had the seizure. I woke up and it was night. So I saw all the paramedics like, ambulances like the hops like all their flashing lights and my first thing was like are you gonna turn those off like you know I could have another seizure right now and I think that's like the meanest thing I've ever said 
when I woke up. But other than that, it's usually just me like trying to figure out what happened. And then I don't usually want to go to the hospital when I'm like, like that. So they're usually saying like, you need to go to the hospital. And I'm like, trying to bargain with them like no guys it's fine like don't worry I'm fine and everyone's like you're obviously not fine but I'm just tired afterwards for like a day or two but I usually bounce back pretty quick that's your love that's as mean as you've gotten (laughs) well with the paramedics I just like felt bad after I said that but I hope that they like forgot that happened and if they remember they like she just had a seizure she doesn't know what's going on but it's funny because I I didn't know if that actually happened or not like I asked my mom like I think it was like a week later and I was like, wait, did I say this or did I, did I dream that that happened? She's like, no, you actually said that. And I felt terrible. I was like, I want to go to the like firehouse where the paramedics are and like apologize. And my mom's like, I don't even think they're going to remember you said that. But yeah. Michaela, other I, haven't, than that, I haven't asked this in a while, but why are you so nice? <laughs> I just try to be a nice person. <laughs> but- well, that's, of course, I think that's a, a beautiful goal. I'm not saying I'm just why is there like pressure? To be nice? Um, No, I just try to be like, I think that when I think about like um, being like diabetic and I I also have like lupus and epilepsy and like everything going on, I try to be like a happy and nice person. And I think like other people, like you never know what people are going through. And like, if you looked at me, you probably wouldn't know. Maybe if you saw like my Dexcom or my pump, you would suspect I have diabetes, but you wouldn't understand, like you wouldn't see that I have everything else going on. So I like try to think like, oh, other people are going through things. So why not be nice? You never know what people are going through like at home or what they have going on. So I just try to like think of other people and be nice to them. That's lovely. Are you <laughs> are you using a tubed pump now? I am. I'm using the T-Slim. Okay. So I'm stalking. I'm trying to figure out who you are on Facebook. I think I've got you. So. Oh, I think it's under Kayla. Well, we don't say your name, Kayla. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Be, I'm just teasing. Do you mind? Sorry. We'll bleep it out. It's don't okay. Worry. No. Okay. So, um, you know where I live, right? Um, I don't know. In New Jersey, in Central New Jersey. So you went to college. Oh, okay. You went to I college. I thought you meant like address. Me. No, no, town. no. Michaela, do you think I was like? Do you know my exact address? <laughs> I wasn't sure. But you went to college near me, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So I have the right person. So, so okay. You look delightful. Like you look, oh, you, you, you. your face matches the, the attitude that you have. It's very interesting. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. Um, okay. So you have no recollection of the seizures. Can you feel them coming on? I can't, unfortunately. A lot of people get like that aura, but I don't. Wow. So I guess what I want to talk to you about then in the moment before we get to the diabetes and the other stuff you mentioned. Um mm-hmm. What's it like psychologically to think you could just shut off? Um, it's definitely like gives me a lot of anxiety, but it's usually I get like that anxiety like after I had a seizure because I think like that just happened like for like a month or so after I'm like a little bit like apprehensive. But I try to just like say like I'm taking my medicine. Everything's going to be fine. And if something happens, like I know I have people around me that will help me and I know that I'll be okay because I've been okay every time I've had another one. Mm-hmm. I just hope I don't fall and hit my head because <laughs> I've had yeah. six concussions. So I'm like, please no more concussions. I guess that's one of my worries. But I try to just like like have faith in like my medicine and know that I'm I'm going to be okay. I just kind of like try to do positive affirmations. Like that's never going to happen again. Like I'm going to be good. Like 
don't worry about it. But I mean, there definitely are times when I'm like, maybe I didn't sleep enough. Like I, I should be a little worried then. But I really try to just be like positive about it and not like no, think I mean, of it in like a negative way. But yeah. I do like it does make me a little nervous. Well, I mean, it's obvious that you're keeping a good attitude, but I, just, <laughs> I mean, do you drive? I do drive. Yeah, I've never got my license taken away, which was good. I was always nervous about that. But you wouldn't if I said to you, Michaela, you should learn how to fly a plane. You'd be like, that's definitely a bad idea. Yeah, that's definitely a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, you, do, you, do you wear identification that says you have, because you, if you have diabetes and a seizure disorder and you pass out, they're going to give you something for the diabetes no matter what, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So do you um, have like I identification? Have- yeah, I wear my Apple Watch and on my Apple Watch I have like a little it's like a sleeve almost that goes on the band and it says like type 1 diabetes, it says epilepsy and insulin dependent. Okay. Um so I try to wear that every day. I'm trying to imagine myself as a as a paramedic showing up and I'm like, "Oh, insulin diabetes. This kit oh wait, epilepsy. I don't know what to do now." <laughs> now I guess they check your blood. Wait, there's more to it. Yeah, yeah, right. Um does this make dating difficult or no? Um, no, just because, like I said, like I feel like this is my, I don't know. You can't really see what's going on right off the bat. So it's not usually something like I talk about right away. Um, but no, it hasn't. Good. Okay. Um, what about the other stuff? What did you, you said, I'm sorry, I lost track because this is, Kind of fascinating, but um, right. fascinating to me, Michaela. Not to you. You're like, yeah, no, it sucks, Scott. Um, but it, it, it's fascinating for, for this lupus. How do you? I do have lupus. How do they diagnose lupus? I thought is lupus a like a diagnosis of exclusion? Do they just tell you everything you don't have, or is there actually a way they can tell you you have lupus? So there's like this criteria of. I'm not sure like the amount I would want to say like 13 to 15 like symptoms. And I think that if you have like five or six of them, then you are considered like a lupus diagnosis, obviously with like blood work that's consistent with it as well. And like other symptoms, but like, I know like one of them is like a blood, a butterfly rash. Like that's one of the symptoms that is like a, um, like a marker, I guess for lupus, Mm -hmm. but the way I got diagnosed was actually like crazy. I um, started having like allergic reactions to tree nuts in um, January 2021. And it was like crazy. Like my body would break out in hives. I'd like feel like my throat was like scratchy and it was like scary. So I, I cut the tree nuts out. I stopped eating them and went to an allergist and it was during COVID. So she only did Zoom. So I was telling her over Zoom with my mom, like, this is what happens. And she's like, okay, you definitely have a Trina allergy. Like, I'm prescribing you an EpiPen, everything. But um, then she's like, but I want to do blood work. Like, let's see if there's anything else you're allergic to. So she calls me and she's like, it's weird because you're not showing any sensitivities at all to any nuts at all. Like, your your blood work looks good. So I'm going to test your blood for autoimmune things. So I'm like, great. Okay, another autoimmune thing. But I'm like, okay, like, whatever. I don't think she'll find anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, awesome. Okay. Um, But she calls us back and she's, I guess, like, the it's like an ANA marker or something like that um, was positive. And she's like, this is a, this test is usually, like, 
tells you you have lupus. And she's like, I'm an allergist, so I can't diagnose you with that. But I like strongly recommend you go to a rheumatologist because like this, this is like when this is positive, like it, you have lupus. So I'm like, awesome. Um, <laughs> and I find a rheumatologist and she says I have it. But I've been like really good with not having symptoms. Like one of the symptoms is like, um, like your joints and hurt and like body aches and body stiffness, which I feel like sometimes, but it, it goes away and it's like manageable. So I'm not on any medication for that yet. I'm just hoping I never will have to be, but it's just a pill. So if I have to go on it, it's not the end of the world, but I'm trying my best to not have to do that because it, I guess like with lupus, it can like flare and I haven't had a flare in a while. So so far, so good with that. But okay. that's like a fairly new diagnosis. So are you allowed to have nuts now? Yeah, I am. I was so upset because I like had to get rid of peanut butter. I'm like, I love peanut butter and I can have it now. It was really a sad time mostly because I was like, I miss so many foods. I didn't realize how many like peanuts and tree nuts I liked. <laughs> I was going to say, because I was reading a list of tree nuts while you were explaining. I was like, I wouldn't care if they told me I couldn't eat any of these things. So Yeah, no, I was so upset. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and you're so sweet. I didn't make any kind of joke about nuts in your mouth because I just don't know how to do it because you're so nice. <laughs> I had three different versions of it teed up while you were talking. I was like, nah, can't do it. What am I going to do? <laughs> Not with this girl. She's so sweet. <laughs> so, <Thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you were worried about offending the paramedics when you were like, hey, please turn off those flashy lights. <laughs> I still feel so bad about that. I don't think I'll ever get over it. <laughs> when you came on, uh, tell the as soon as you started talking like a half hour ago, I actually double checked with you about your age because I thought because of your voice, like maybe I didn't. I thought maybe you were younger than I thought. So <laughs> I'm like lying about my age. <laughs> no, to be on a diabetes <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh! No. Yeah, you're such a rebel. Um, I know. Okay, so the so the lupus diagnosis is from the the ANA um, response that they got with the testing, mm-hmm. but beyond some like uncomfortableness in your joints, you don't have anything to say like that that you noticed frequently. It's been fine. Um, it was weird because the allergic reactions like stopped. So they said that that was part of it because like my faith, like like my body would break out in hives, but like I would have a rash like that was like kind of looked like a butterfly rash. So they they were saying like that could be part of it. That was one of like the symptoms, but my blood work was really consistent with it. So they're like, yeah, sorry, you have it. Okay. But other than that, I don't really feel any symptoms. I definitely get like tired sometimes, but I'm like, I have so much going on. I don't know what this is from. I could just be tired. I, yeah. <laughs> but. I, I'm so far so good, which I'm really happy about. Do you ever have your thyroid levels checked? Um, I have, and they've been fine, but a lot of my sisters and my mom have, like, thyroid issues. I don't know if it's hypo or hyperthyroidism. Okay. One of them. Do you know what the medicine is they take? Uh, have you ever heard the word synthroid? Yeah, it's okay. that. So hypo. And mm-hmm. do you know if theirs are autoimmune, Hashimoto's, or just hypothyroidism um i know my one sister has hashimoto's i think my mom and my other sister are just i don't think they have the hashimoto's so when you say your levels are okay do you know what they were 
Um, no. It's okay. <laughs> I wish I did. I wish I had that. <laughs> it's okay. But I did get tested for celiac and they said it was like borderline, like the level of mine was one away from having celiac after not eating gluten for three months. So it's never confirmed, but they're like, basically you probably do. But I, I just don't list that. I, I'm like, I can't add anything else to this list, but I eat gluten-free. I just say, because it's an intolerance, but I, I probably have celiac. <laughs> I'm like too scared to get that level tested again. <laughs> Every morning I wake up, I have AG1 from Athletic Greens. You can too. It's super simple. Athleticgreens.com forward slash juice box. That's how you get started. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day, just like I do it. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements when you have AG1. Athletic Greens supports better sleep quality and recovery, mental clarity, and alertness. It's lifestyle-friendly, so whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, you can use AG1. Athleticgreens.com forward slash juice box. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash juice box to get started. Get going over there. What you doing? Why are you waiting? Start a small micro habit today that has big benefits. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. I mean, come on. What do I got to do? I got to come to your house and I got to mix it up for you? I don't have time for that. And don't forget Touched by Type 1. Touchedbytype1.org and find them on Facebook and Instagram. Links in the show notes. Links at juiceboxpodcast.com. To Athletic Greens, Touched by Type 1, Cozy Earth, Better Help, everything. We got it. We got the links for you. Click on them. Support the podcast. So you basically have celiac, but you just don't want to add something to your list? Exactly. <laughs> I promise I'm responsible. Like, medically, I'm very responsible, but that is just something I'm like... It's fine. <laughs> Michaela, who are you promising right now? Me or the people listening? <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You're cracking me up. Hold on a second. <clears throat> are you guys Catholic? We are. Yeah, I could hear the guilt in your voice sometimes. <laughs> it's okay. Je- Jesus is all right with what you're doing, Michaela. Don't worry about it. Let me let, let, me let you off the hook, okay? I needed that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, yeah. Do you, like... Do you have any of that, like, pressure? Um, Not really. We definitely, like, are Catholic, but I'm not, like, going to church every Sunday. But I do have, like, I guess, like, Catholic core, like. Mm-hmm. Um, Stuff that's been beaten into your head since childhood? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it's, I've never felt, like, any pressure from, like, religion to do anything. Right. Like, diapers right. or anything related. What's the level of it, though? When you're doing something wrong, and I'm making quotes because I can't imagine what you do that's wrong, but when that's happening, (laughs) do you picture Jesus on a cross and you're like, oh, no, he died for my sins. I have to put this candy back. I can't shoplift. Or, like, what's your level of pressure? (laughs) No, I don't, like, think of the cross and Jesus right away. I just think of, like, okay, I guess I could, like, 
I guess I don't have to do this. Like this probably isn't the best option. I mean, I definitely like make mistakes all the time, but I try not to like if I'm doing something and I, I like I have I've like very strongly feel like I have like a guilty conscience. Like if I'm guilty about something, like I'm I'm not gonna let it down. So I just like really try to be truthful for I guess my own sake. Also growing up it's always like honesty is the best policy. So I have that nailed in my head as well. Nailed. No pun, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Michaela, let me let me ask you a question. Okay. There, there's no consequences, right? No one's ever going to know, and it's not going to matter, and it's not going to hurt anything. Mm-hmm. What's one thing you would do that you would never do otherwise? Ooh, I don't know. Um, maybe like somehow get free gas, like with the gas prices <laughs> these days. Like probably like get free gas somewhere. I don't know, <laughs> but I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm going to think of something in like an hour and be like, man, I should have said that. Mikhail, I got to tell you, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the risk that I think the two of you would produce a super autoimmune bomb, if you had a baby, I would introduce you to my son because that's (laughs) just such a nice, I thought you were going to be like, uh, heroin maybe, you you know, like, no, 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 no. (laughs) no. Okay. I was like, maybe I'd get cheaper gas. Yeah, I don't know. Not even free? I'm telling you, in an hour, I'm going to think of something and be like, that would have been so much better. <laughs> Not like, I'd like to kill a person to see the life drain no. out of their face. Nothing like that at all. Just, just I'd like cheaper gas, please. <laughs> and if the gas prices were lower, I, I don't. where would you have even gone with that idea? I have no idea. I'd like 15% uh, off on my gas. Yeah, I know gas is so expensive and my car takes so much gas. I'm like, oh my goodness, can we stop with this? So I guess it would just be completely free gas. Are your brothers and sisters this nice or is this, are you an outlier? Um, you know, sibling wise, you know, there's always like sibling, like, like rivalries maybe, but I think we're all pretty nice. Okay. Uh, background. So now you're Catholic, you're from the East coast. Are you... Irish are you what, what's your background uh very Irish so my dad is 100% Irish I guess my grandmother um came to America when she was 13 like right off the boat so from Ireland mm-hmm. so she's my dad's very Irish and my mom is very Irish too I think she has some um maybe German or French in there yeah. too I think it's French German and Irish but we're very Irish family like all blue eyes, um, blonde hair type thing. Yeah, I <laughs> As you know, my sisters have brown hair, but we're all like, we look Irish, I guess. Well, I didn't ask you just so I could call very the episode funny. very Irish, which I'm very close to doing. But I asked because <laughs> the prevalence that I find with people from whose descendants come from that part of the world and autoimmune stuff. Really? Yeah, no kidding. Like, um, and... There's other clusters like that Minnesota area from the Nordic. There's like a lot of Nordic people of Nordic descent, like in Minnesota, Wisconsin. And Mm -hmm. it's, I don't know, there's something about that. There just is. That's so interesting. I've never heard of that. No, that's how I got to. So like for everybody who's listening, who's like, oh my God, Scott's amazing. He heard guilt in her voice and thought she was Catholic. Not really. (laughs) Really what I figured out was, first of all, Michaela is like, I found a picture of her, you know, you're a poster child for white. You know what I mean? So you're like, you're, you're pretty white. And it, I was thrown off originally because your name, I thought maybe she's Hawaiian. 
Like, but no. Oh, really? Right. And then, then I was like, yeah. okay, it's your last name with your first name that made me think that. And so then I started realizing a lot of brothers and sisters, that's Catholic. Um, mm. Then super white, probably Irish. And then that's where I'm getting. And then you said all your, your brothers and a lot of your sisters have thyroid issues. And mm-hmm. then you started talking about celiac. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is this is because of where your ancestors are from, in my opinion. You got the case. No, <laughs> please. I just didn't want people to think that I, I, I was omniscient. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was just putting the pieces together. That's all. Yeah. Um, talk about the rest of your family for a little bit. So you said the a lot of the girls have thyroid stuff. Is there anything mm-hmm. else? Anybody else uh, poop a lot after they eat or anything? Um, we. I'm trying to think. Um... I don't know. I just feel like we have a lot of autoimmune issues going on. My sister is also celiac. Um, my other sister has a few like chronic conditions. Um, what else? Like my also like my mom relatives, like my aunts um, also have like my aunt is diabetic as well. Type one. Type so two? she is type one. Yes. Okay. And then she has another autoimmune condition as well. But yeah, I just feel like we have a lot going on now. I'm like blanking. It's okay. How many freckles? Um, a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the summer, <laughs> in the summer, a lot. <laughs> Lots of freckles. <laughs> yeah, you have more freckles than you have autoimmune. That's for sure. But yeah. um, okay. <laughs> let's keep it that way. Let's keep that. How about your dad? Does your dad have anything going on? Um, my dad, he has more like heart, um, like conditions like that, mm-hmm. but not autoimmune. What are we learning here, Michaela? White people are ruining the world. Isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> me. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> I don't think it's just you. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah. No, it's just, it's fascinating, isn't it? Like, like you know, every group of per- people have something that sometimes the other group doesn't get as frequently. And mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, like after, I mean, I don't even know how many people I've talked to now. Like you seriously are in the 800s for me as far as my, as my interviews go. So I, yeah. it's just, there's something about it. Like the type uh-huh. one diabetes and other autoimmune issues coming out of that part of Europe. I, I just, it's crazy. Now, is it, yeah. is it people who have left Europe and are here? Like, is it something about the mix of, I don't know, the wiring and then the lifestyle or the geography? Like, I wonder, uh-huh. I wonder if I got to find more people in Ireland. Like, like, because from, from the conversations I'm having, it makes it feel like 80% of the people walking around Ireland must have a an autoimmune issue. Yeah. But you I, know, my parents just got back from Ireland. We have family that lives there and we try to visit them like pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. But I I should reach out and ask them what's going on. I'd, love to, I'd <laughs> honestly love to know. I, I'll reach out to them. I don't, I have to use like whatsapp or something like that but i'll i'll reach out i'll have my dad ask him i know they're not allowed to use the phone over there i don't i don't even know if they like have iphones my well they have <laughs> they have iphones Michaela, but it's very or expensive like, for them to call over here yeah <laughs> like, like my daughter's friend just went to london for college and, oh so cool and she's like i'm gonna you guys like you guys all got to get whatsapp and we're like uh I don't know. I'm not doing. I don't want to talk to you that badly. You know what I mean? To have another yeah. app, Michaela. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a lot. <laughs> it does. How did you? Um, 
you went to a really big university with a lot of people. <laughs> I don't, don't I want you to tell anybody where you went, but but I've always wondered how that's possible because every one of your classes is just probably lecture, right? You and hundreds of people in a lecture hall. Um. So the class, not necessarily like the classes, the higher level classes, those were usually like smaller. Okay. But a lot of like my Zoom classes, I'm I minored in psychology, and I noticed that like all the psychology classes were like huge, huge lectures. Um, but those were mostly like online. Mm-hmm. But it's actually funny because um, I ran, I like did random for my last or my two years at like, junior and senior year, and my roommate also was diabetic, and we had no idea until I got there and met her, and I was like, guys, I have to keep my insulin in the fridge, like. Hope you guys are good with that. And then my roommate was like, oh my goodness, I'm diabetic too. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. That is insane, actually. <laughs> right? And she's like my best, one of my best friends now. So oh, that's it worked out. That's really, I mean, I want to say the odds of that are crazy, but maybe they're not. I don't know. I know. Is she right? Irish? <laughs> she is. I think she is. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I think, I think the odds went way down, Miguel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think what we should say now is, of course she had diabetes. So um, yeah, everyone who's Irish should just get some test. <laughs> I, listen, I, I don't. It's all just you know. I don't know circumstantial evidence as far as I'm concerned, right? Like it's just me mm-hmm. just talking to people. But I don't know how many times somebody has to say something before you go. That's can't be a coincidence. I mean, honestly, the amount of people who come on who have a family member with some sort of bipolar disorder is is a lot. Like it's really? just it's just a lot. Like think about it. You got a bipolar uncle somewhere? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Kayla's like probably. <laughs> the family's so big, it's like probably somewhere in the line. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's re- it's really something else. So okay. Um so you manage with T Slim. Are you using control IQ? I am. How do you like it? I love it. I noticed like my A1Cs have always been like pretty good right after control iq like my a1c got even better and it's been like pretty consistent it's so nice especially like i'm it's like crazy to think that i never had control iq like what was i how did i do this without it but Mm -hmm. i love it no that's excellent how long you've been using it since Um, it came out yes since it came out were you using basal iq before that i don't think so okay Uh, i wasn't i just went right into the control iq do you listen to the podcast? How did you how did you end up being on the podcast? Oh, my sister listens. I do listen. Your sister. But my sister, my sister is a big fan. I mean, I am too, obviously. But <laughs> Well, Michaela, this is super interesting. So your sister found a diabetes podcast to understand your diabetes better, or because she thought there's no way one of my kids isn't gonna have diabetes, so I gotta figure this her, out. Her <laughs> um her son is diabetic, so my nephew is. Oh. So, mm-hmm. Oh, so it's you, your nephew. Your aunt. Mm-hmm. Are there more? Not that I know of. Do you know of? Well, a second ago there was only two, and now there's three. No, I mean like like relatives. Like I'm trying to think of like my aunts and my uncles and my cousins. I I think it's just us three. Okay. Oh, okay. So your sister. So your sister's like, I don't want to go on the podcast, but I'm going to make <laughs> you do it. Or did she think you'd be good? I'm sure it? she would love it. It's. I think just. Like the amount of like conditions I have like makes it interesting, but I think my sister would love it. She would rock it on here. Don't don't. Well, first of all, she should come on if she wants to. That that yes. would be. But but don't you? Isn't that crazy? Like in what other walk of life 
would you say, you know what made me a good guest is because I have a number of conditions. I, I, I sometimes wonder if people who are like, oh, I just have diabetes think I can't come on the show. I don't have enough wrong with me to tell, like to be on the show because that, that's not the case. Anyone listening do not think that. Yeah. Everybody is interesting, special in their own way. Right. I just happen to have a lot going on. I'm going to say this right now. If you're a lady who can't put nuts in their mouth, come on the show. We'll talk about it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I want to hear about all that stuff. Like, um, <laughs> like, yeah, <right. laughs> like, like allergies. And I'm, I'm fascinated by all of it. Like, mm-hmm. like the things that, the things that people, you know, like my son said to me, he's like, you can't just do a podcast forever about diabetes. And I was like, man, I don't even know if it's still about diabetes to be perfectly honest with you. I was like, it's, you know, I think that's great though. Yeah, There's a lot to like talk about. Yeah, we're learning more about people and and things that they're running into and for me that other people listening like I bet you countless people will find a ton of likeness in the statement you made about your celiac where you said, "Look, really? I take care of it. I just don't want to know I have it." Yeah. You, you Sometimes know? like ignorance is a bliss. Like I just try to Think like, okay, I'm taking care of it. It's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, because psychologically, I mean, how many more things can you know that you have? Like, isn't it some, I, isn't it, listen, it's terrific that medicine can help people, but mm-hmm. what's better, living in 1970, telling people like, oh, my wrists get tight, or mm-hmm. walking around saying, I think I have lupus. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like, not that, not that no, not knowing is good, but for some of these things that back then there was no medication for that. Like if your grandmother had her joints hurt, that was it. You know what I mean? Like they weren't going to do anything for. Her. Yeah. Um, so like maybe psychologically it's comforting not to have to think I have four things wrong with me because it feels like mm-hmm. that, right? Like it feels like, yeah, yeah, there's something wrong. It does for sure. I'm still fascinated about the seizure disorder though. Like, I don't know how you're keeping a good attitude, I don't know, like, because, so I I mentioned earlier, excuse me, that Arden had a seizure from a low blood sugar, and there's, Mm -hmm. in the episode, you can go, listen, hold on a second, Kel, I'll tell people what episode it is. You would think I would know, but, you know, (laughs) I'm about the, I'm I'm the last person who understands everything about the, it's going to be 757, it's called Arden is Back, because Mm -hmm. I keep thinking Arden's going to be on a lot, and I don't want to run out of Arden titles, so, um, Anyway, she wanted to call it. What did she want to call it? Oh, I can't think of what she wanted to call it. It was something funny but inappropriate. I was like, we're just going to call it Arden is back. So, um, but she talked about two two very important things. Like, if you don't go listen to the episode, here's the takeaway from it: that after Arden had a seizure, and you can go listen to all the myriad of variables that led to it happening, but that. For a couple days afterwards, she couldn't even sleep by herself. Like she was almost 18 and she slept in bed with me and my wife for a couple nights. And mm-hmm. that's not something that would have been normal at all. And then one day she said, I just thought, well, this is silly. And I and she's like, I just went back to my bed. But she was having mm-hmm. trouble sleeping if she wasn't. I think the way she put it in the episode is like, when you were there, I knew you'd take care of it if there was a problem and I couldn't get to sleep otherwise. But then she got past it. And then she began to just bolus normally again for her food. Like she didn't, and I've heard too many people on the podcast tell me, especially adults living alone, like, look, I've had a couple seizures, so I leave my blood sugar higher now. And mm-hmm. it's 
not that I don't understand the idea, but I was proud of Arden for just being like, no, I know why this happened. It was a really odd set of circumstances, and I'm not going to not take care of myself because this happened one time. But you're in a different situation. Yours just happens mm-hmm. like like somebody bumped the light switch. So yeah. I'm fascinated that you're so, I don't know, not mad? Or are you mad like, and you're hiding it? I mean, I mean, sometimes I do get like a little bit frustrated about it just because I like get annoyed that like I'm this is going to sound bad, but like I sometimes get annoyed that like I have to deal with this stuff and like most other people don't like obviously like type one diabetes, plenty of people deal with epilepsy, plenty of people deal with like everything not to like, I don't know. I just get annoyed that sometimes that I'm like, I wish I didn't have to deal with the epilepsy part of it. But then like when I start to think like that, I'm like, I have to be positive about this or I'm going to like dwell in it and yeah. Like, think about it negatively. But it's funny you say – not funny. Sorry. Not, that's not the right word. But that she was sleeping with you because uh, – or sleeping in bed with you. But, like, my parents – like, I remember after my last seizure in May, um, I woke up and my dad was sitting in my room. And he, my dad drinks his coffee, like, so loudly. And it, like, drives me insane. I remember I woke up and my dad was, like, drinking his coffee so loud in my room. Like, just making sure, like, I was okay. Because a lot of my seizures happen in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you need to get out. Like, <laughs> you need to get out right now. Wait, was your dad doing <laughs> Was your dad doing what I do with my oldest dog in the morning? Like, I stare at it and I'm like, do I see the chest moving at all? Yes. Like, like that? Yeah, yeah, I think he was like, is she, is she good? Nothing's going to happen, right? Well, that's, I was like, well, let me go backwards a little bit. Because you just said something. And I'm not your parents, Michaela. But you said this is going to sound bad. And then you said sometimes... I don't, I'm mad that other people don't have to deal with this. That, that doesn't sound bad, Michaela. I uh-huh. think that sounds rather human. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's okay to be, it's, I think it's okay to be disappointed or, mm-hmm. or angry or, you know, feel lost. But I also think that the way you handle it is admirable. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, because you could easily just devolve into like, black eyeliner and you know whippets pretty easily and 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 you you clearly you clearly haven't done that you wouldn't even take completely free gas when i gave you a magic wand so um you're like people work hard to get that oil out of the ground and they deserve to be compensated too scott (laughs) but but seriously like i'm not worried for you that you that you prefaced it by saying this is going to sound bad but i would i would offer to you that you shouldn't you shouldn't think that way. Like you, uh-huh. sh- you should. You should. You should feel the way you feel, and not mm-hmm. worry about how it sounds to other people. Yeah, does that make sense? I have to get better at that. <laughs> Look at you. Don't apologize to me for it because you're, you're. I won't. You're, I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> you were very close to apologizing. I was. <laughs> I was very close, as you know. <laughs> I know you, Michaela. Not you, but people like you, and you know. <laughs> so, all right. I want you to, what do I want you to do? I don't want you to break a law and I don't want you to do heroin. That was an over the top example, but um, (laughs) you should do one thing that you think of is that you want to do that you wouldn't normally do. Mm -hmm. Just don't turn into like a, seriously, don't do meth or something like, you know what I mean? Like something lower than that. But, but I think, (laughs) I, I think you should do something that feels freeing. And then I'll be like, Scott told me to do it. Yes, so I- when you're sitting in jail, <laughs> tell the people, I was on a podcast and this guy said I should let go a little. 
but yeah but seriously though like just a little bit yeah and I do like with my friends and stuff but I like really try to be like I don't know <laughs> so so here's what I'm gonna say I think you are a good person I don't think you need to <laughs> I don't think you need to try to be a good person uh-huh do you see the difference I do yeah why are you thanking me it's just nice. <laughs> do you not do you not know you're a good person? No, I do. I do know. Okay, good. Yeah. So, <laughs> so do you see the distinction though between trying to be good and actually just being good? Like, for instance, I'm going to give you an example here that I should not give you. Okay, it's fine. But it's got to be. Listen, if the podcast isn't interesting, people are going to stop listening. So let's be honest. Okay. <laughs> this morning, Arden's in her second full week of college. I get a text from her that said, it says something like, bruh, (laughs) is that (laughs) B-R-U-H? There's a kid in my class losing his mind. And she starts telling me the kid transferred in. You know, it's only a weekend. I guess the kid dropped the class and picked this class up. He gets there and realizes that he's an assignment behind already. And literally just starts walking around the room going, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And apologizing to the teacher. And and Arden's like, he's having a full-on panic attack right now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just absolutely terrible, right? Like, anxiety, not funny. You know, like, none of it's, it's it's terrible, right? So I, you know, I respond back and I say, uh, I feel bad for this kid. Like, obviously, it's a tortured way to have to live. This is not a big deal. Like, this is a design class. Like, Michaela, for for clarity, the assignment that the kid missed is drawing lines in succession that get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer just to teach you pressure Mm -hmm. with a pencil, right? This is. You could have done it in like the back of the class. It's accomplishable to fix this problem, right? Uh And instead, my my daughter says, now he's saying, I'm, I I wish I could have, I'm going to try to find the quote for you because I found it very sad because this is not. I mean, obviously, this is not a big deal, right? It is to him, but it isn't in the grand scheme of things. This is a quote. I'm supposed to relax when everything is falling apart around me. So in this kid's mind, this scenario is everything falling apart around him. And I have all the compassion in the world for that. I think anybody listening knows that I don't think this is funny that I think it's terrible mm-hmm. and I hope the kid gets help. As a matter of fact, I say to her, like, hey, you know, is somebody helping him? He needs to get to a counselor. Is the professor mm-hmm. doing something? I say all the right stuff. And then when I realize it's getting um, tense in the room and Arden needs a little comic relief, I said, you know, in 1850, his parents would have helped him have a swimming accident. <laughs> But I'm still a good person, Michaela. <laughs> you are. You are a good person. <laughs> I think I think for the people listening, I am undeniably a good person. hundred percent. But I still said 150 years ago, someone would have drowned that kid in a river. And so, <laughs> so, so you know what I'm saying? And I and I yeah. don't I don't think there's um I don't think you should equivocate about that. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm a bad person because I made a, an obviously over-the-top joke to my daughter trying to help her relax in a situation where yeah. she was like, hey, what the hell's going on? You, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, she's not texting me like, hey, there's a loopy kid in here. She's worried about what's going on for herself yeah. and, and everything, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that makes me a bad person. If somebody listening no. thinks that makes me a bad person, 
and there's not much I can do about that. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it's, I know I am a decent person. And Yeah, you are. You're a good person. But I don't wonder, I don't walk around wondering if I am or not. Like, I never would have mentioned this had it just not happened this morning and we, you and I weren't having this conversation. Um, mm-hmm. But do you do things that later you judge? Um, no, I try not to. Good. I try to just kind of, like, be who I am and, like, take it as it is. Like, if you like me, that's great. But if you don't, that's okay, too. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> so I try- it's interesting yeah. the way you attack the question, because I don't think of this question as something you would apply to how someone else feels about you. Uh-huh. Like, I, I'm trying to get through to you. You're not listening to me. <laughs> I'm trying to get through to you that I know that what I texted Arden, some people would find offensive and Uh that they would attach that thought to a bad person. But I don't, I know I'm a good person, so I wouldn't even bother considering it. No, especially because you like show compassion first. Like you're like, okay, this is what might be going on. Like I feel bad for him, but then it's like, but it's going to be okay. So it's fine to just throw a joke in there. Yeah. I didn't just feel bad for him. I was giving like, real like hey is this happening is this happening like somebody should be doing this like meanwhile my daughter's probably like i don't want to be involved in this it's my second Uh day of college i have my own stress you know Um, yeah but still there was some levity needed and was that much levity needed i don't know what to tell you that's the joke my brain came up with so Mm -hmm. i'm okay but i'm saying that when i ask you the same a similar question you're like well you think of it from other people's perspective but i'm asking from your perspective Mm-hmm. You're a good person, right? Yeah. You think off-color things sometimes? Yeah, I think everybody does. Yeah, I hope they do. Yeah. I really do. I, I genuinely hope they do. I think it's interesting because you've grown up right through a thing happened, Michaela. Like, the for five seconds, the idea of being woke was this nice thing where people were like, I'm going to think about the bigger picture and how my actions impact others. And in five seconds, it turned into cancel culture and just crazy things where everyone's broken down. Like we ran out of people to judge in the moment and we started judging people posthumously. Like, do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like we went back 300 years and we were like, Hey, this guy, can you believe what he did? And I'm like, well, I mean, 300 years ago, that was probably like an like a Tuesday, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like we're all growing as people and now we're trying to judge people going backwards and your generation got caught right in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that hits you at all. Do you ever think I can't say this out loud, not because I disagree with it or because I even think my friends will disagree with it, but because if it gets out into mainstream culture that I said this, that I could, that somebody could come after me for it. Do you ever have to have those thoughts? I do just because also like I feel like with social media and like even like technology like not in person like anybody can interpret anything differently than how you said it and like with there being so many different ways to like saying something and someone like someone might find it funny but then someone might like take it and twist it and think it's offensive Mm -hmm. so I do like think about that a lot just because it's like sometimes if I like think something I'm like is it even worth saying that because it might get taken the wrong way. So it's like, I don't want to have to deal with like someone saying like, that was really mean. And then it's like the whole like, no, that's not how I meant it. Like that type of thing. Yeah. You know, the problem is that people have an ability to, um, to reach you at this point, not mm-hmm. you, but people like because of electronic, yeah. electronic communication, because before 
you could have been in the lunchroom when you were eight and said something and the girl down the, the end of the table heard it and thought they didn't like what you said. And they'd have no ability to tell anybody about that. Maybe a couple of people that they were friends, but then it would die like that, right? Like a game of telephone mm-hmm. can't work that well. But di- but digitally, it feels like because the person reaches you that, they're, that their thoughts are more important than they actually are. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it does. Yeah. It just it does make a lot of sense. It's not real mm-hmm. is my, is my point. It, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool that people think what they think and not everybody has to agree with each other. But if somebody doesn't agree with you and moreover finds what you said offensive or whatever, their interpretation of your speech is not real. It doesn't actually affect you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, I think it's sad that, that a whole generation of kids actually feel like, oh, I can't say something or do something or feel something because I could get canceled. But you can't, mm-hmm. Michaela, you can't get canceled. You're not famous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you if, if you took the last couple minutes of this podcast to come out for, I don't know, racism, you know what I mean? Like, but in day-to-day stuff, like, I don't know. I hate that you judge yourself. It makes me sad. Yeah, I mean, I try not to, but sometimes it's like, I feel like with society today, like, it's hard not to have that, like, as your first instinct. Yeah. Try, I'm really trying to not try to ignore it. I think it's meaningless. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't even think it's real, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh-huh. For um, sure. Yeah. Because you're not, th- you know what I mean? You're not, you're not a congressman, you know, you're yeah. not a, you're not, you're not somebody with a public, like, facing, I don't know, Michaela, who cares? It's a weird yeah, conversation. Right? You're 22 and I'm 50. <laughs> Dumb that we're even talking about this. But I don't know. I just don't. You're such a sweet person. I just want you to go you. be yourself. I think you're you're an asset to humanity. Thank you. That's yeah. so nice. I mean, except for the fact that you might just bang your head. That part, you know, yeah. what I mean? like that sucks. Hey, do you ever think of wearing like, like, what do I want to say? Are you going to say a helmet? No. Oh, but so have, see, I've heard that joke but, so many times. But have people said that to you? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sometimes it's like, okay, they're kidding. But then it's like, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to just like say that they're kidding because I don't want to believe that they're serious. You know, but I'm like, eh, whatever happens, happened. It's fine. I've recovered from six concussions. So if I get a seventh, yeah, that'll suck. But no, I, I was just, what I was going to bring up is that my son grew up around this kid who just had a bunch of concussions. They were all sports related. And, mm-hmm. you know, and silly things like you know one time it was football and one time it was he got hit with a like somebody passed a basketball like across the court not to him and it hit him in the head and so by the time he had three or four concussions they made him stop playing sports Mm -hmm. but they can't make you stop walking around like that was the disconnect that i was trying to understand like you yours is like your body just goes over the way it goes over so Mm -hmm. if you've if you've hit your head that many times it stands to reason that if it happens again, it's, you're going to do it again. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there any conversation about how to deal with that? Because I can't, for the life of me, over the last hour, think of anything that would be helpful. Um, not really. Yeah. It's just like uh, I just got to hope it's not going to happen again. Because mm-hmm. like again, like I try to not think about all the time. Like I could have a seizure right now, so I try to not think about like okay, I can't hit my head, even though like they're not directly correlated because. I've got concussions, like not from seizures. Like I got a concussion in, I think it was like September of 2020, walking up the stairs in my like apartment at school doing laundry. Like the 
this like piece of wood underneath the stairs was like too low and I was on my phone and I just like ran right into it. So I'm like, I have to stop doing dumb things like that. But I don't know. I try to just be careful when the best way I can, but I'm like, I'm not going to let it like stop me from doing what I want to do. Yeah. You should just slide in feet first, Michaela. Feet first. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the one last thing I didn't ask you about the, the seizures that I'm interested in is there's no, diagnosis for structurally what's happening like with yeah like can they say hey there's a i don't know like i don't know anything about seizures but did they have they scanned your brain have they been able to say i see what's happening here or Mm -hmm. so they every time i've had a seizure i usually get like admitted to the hospital after and then i get an eeg which is like they can be like various amounts of time like some people can have them done like in the office for like 40 minutes, but mine are usually 72 hours. And it's like little, like, I guess like leads all over your head with like this, like really strong glue. And then they wrap it up mm-hmm. and it's just like monitoring your brain activity. So they like try to do those to see like after the seizure and like, they're usually normal after the seizure, which is the weirdest thing. So they're like, okay, it probably was like sleep deprivation. You had your seizure, you slept it off. Now you're back. But it's like, I don't know, with, with the medication, my brain activity is completely normal. But when I have the seizures, it's usually sleep deprivation. Um, I What were the other ones? Like the one on Christmas, like I was a little bit sick. I was tired and they say excitement. But like, again, like I'm a pretty happy person. I get excited a lot. So I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's right for me. I don't think that's it. But they did like, not even like flashing lights or anything like that. It just is like kind of random. Hmm. It's amazing. Can sleep deprivation trigger a seizure? Yes, it can. Seizures are very sensitive to sleep patterns. Some people have their first and only seizures after an all nighter at college or not sleeping well for long periods. Mm -hmm. Wow. Is there any side effects of the medication? Are you very happy with it? I'm really happy with it. Um, the for I there was one that I was on, and it's like not a favorable favorable um, medication, but that was the one that I had to be on like right away because I could start taking like a high dose of it while I worked up on the other one. I see. But I slowly like worked up to like a good level on the one medication that was the good one, and then slowly backed off the other one. So during that time, it definitely was like okay, this this is a little scary because I'm like going off one medication but since then just being on the one has been like really great and it's like i think they say like the best seizure medication there is because there are like minimal side effects Mm -hmm. wow it's amazing well i'm glad they found something that helps you it's it's Mm -hmm. really astonishing hey how are your blood sugars like what's your a1c what are your goals for your blood sugars my a1c's are usually between six and six five nice nice so i try to keep it pretty tight What's your what's your um, high alarm, low alarm set at? Um, eighty and one eighty. One eighty. Do you let the algorithm do most of the work, or do you intervene? Um, I intervene sometimes. I try if I'm like just going over. I try to do like if I'm like the arrows like slightly up, or like I'm not too high out of range. I let the pump take care of it. Mm-hmm. But if I notice like okay. I ate something an hour ago and I didn't think I needed insulin for it now or then, and now I'm spiking, then I'll give myself insulin and add the correction and be like, why did I do that? But I, I sometimes I get so controlling because I'm like, so like I need my blood sugars to be perfect. So I get so controlling and like do it over the pump. 
But I'd say it's like 50-50. Like, especially while I'm sleeping. Like, I sleep through the night. I just let my pump do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at all, listen, we, did your settings change greatly when you got to college? Or were you not using Control IQ before college? I wasn't using it before college. Okay. Did you commute or did you, did you stay there? You said you had a at school. I stayed. Okay. All right. Excellent. Did your settings change much when you got to college? Um, do you remember? I can't remember. A long time I don't ago. think so. Yeah. I don't think so. How about- I think that the only thing that changed was like, um, like the times of my my profile. Like when I was like eating lunch at school, like it was like the same time, like twelve. But then when I was like had tendencies to eat at different times at college, then it was like changing my. Um, like the same ratios, but just different time settings. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. Um, mm-hmm. How about leaving school? Did your stress lessen and your insulin change or anything like that? Um, uh, my stress definitely lessened, but um, <laughs> I've been like pretty consistent with my like profile. Okay, interesting. All right, is there anything that we haven't talked about that we should have? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> you think we did okay? Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, Well, then I'm going to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, it's my pleasure. Hold on one second. A huge thanks to Michaela for coming on the show and sharing her story. I also want to thank Athletic Greens and remind you to get your AG1 at athleticgreens.com forward slash juice box. Want to save 35% off your entire order at cozyearth.com? Use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout. And do not forget my favorite Type 1 organization, Touched by Type 1. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They're at touchedbytype1.org. Go find the private Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. Doesn't matter if you have Type 1, Type 2, LADA, any kind of diabetes. All are welcome. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.